3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Red Men Weekly podcast. i Hall. I'm about to bring you the best clips from all of our Red Men Plus content from the last week or so. Say so every week, these shows are available over on redmenplus.com in video or podcast forms in full. And we've got a special offer running for you right now. If you sign up over at redmenplus.com as a monthly captain, use the code weekly, W-E-E-K-L-Y, when you do so, and you'll get 50% off. Off Your first two months So if you want to go check it out And see what all the fuss is about And do it for half price for a couple of months And see if it's for you Or if it isn't Then yeah, redmenplus.com Use the code weekly when you sign up as a monthly captain And you'll get 50% off those first two months Right then, let's make a start on the, on the clips then um, Let's start with the biased football podcast You've got Paul, you've got Chris, you've got Chloe And you've got Dan And they had a big in-depth chat about Manchester United And the proposed takeover
4: Or lack thereof surrounding Man United and the Glazers. This is where I think it's it's interesting because Ratcliffe is is rich enough to be able to do it all, but it's not Ratcliffe, it's his company, Ineos. Mm. That's that's the that's the difference there. Is that Ineos sports group is different to Ineos, the people who sell and make and made Ratcliffe is is absolute billions. Ineos the sports group, Nice would you say he's done a fantastic job at Nice? Anyone heard the word Nice are in Europe? they've got to run right they're not fucking pulling up trees in no, the no, party not. let's be honest Ineos Grenadiers the cycling team which they've had for a few years now has absolutely bombed since they took over from Team Sky they haven't they've got all these things like won the Tour de France this many times and all that they were a sponsor at the time of those things they weren't the guys running the team um, the cycling stuff is all off the back of GB cycling and all that type of stuff. And I'm not sure that's got better in the last few years. Everything they've kind of touched hasn't really gotten any better as Ineos. They are a sponsor, I think, for Mercedes and F1, who the last two years haven't really pulled up trees either falling well behind Red Bull and all that type yeah. of stuff. So, Ineos, the sports group, haven't really done anything of note that I that I know of anyway in, this, in the sports that I watch.
0: The thing, someone said to me, uh, it was earlier on last year, when well, made Liverpool's takeover talking to someone, the only person who's ever talked to me in person about Liverpool's Liverpool's takeover and my stance on being owned by a nation, he said, you didn't want Qatar, did you? Uh, no. Well, you're, well, when United get them. I said well look they got to have more money than us United have always had more money than Liverpool United's issue is not the money that they bring in it's how they, how they spend it and so at least if they've got and you're right this depends on how good they are at what they choose to do and it's the thing they've got to go and get in a good managing director and a good CEO and they've got to get a, a, a good director of football and they've got to get all those people who sit between ownership level and manager and they can get all that right and the manager might not be right and it's not going to the fact that they spent 80 million pounds on a guy who'd only ever scored eight goals in a top European league prior, prior to that still
5: got-
0: <laughs> 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 you know they've got all these issues still to resolve but but if they get the people running the football club right, they can definitely they can change it. And around. then
4: they'll be ten years behind Manchester City. At yeah, still,
0: yeah, of course. So they've got they've got a long road to go. It's not going to fix. Not not none of this was ever going to fix them overnight. By the way, because you've, it's there's too many things fundamentally fundamentally wrong with that team. They might be able to get a short term bounce here and there, but to actually get Manchester United back to what is expected from Manchester United, that is a road that is a long process, and it's not just about buying Kylian Mbappe. It's not just about getting Harry Maguire out the way they've got to build a a more competitive squad that's got the ability to actually generate funds a little bit within within itself as well they've got to buy players who've got room for progression they've got to stop spunking endless amounts of money on footballers who don't Pull in the right direction for the football club. It were just names because that's what they were in the eighties. That's what they stopped being under under Ferguson. They got the right attitude of footballer. In you need people who can identify who those are. Mm. It's not just about spending the money. They get lost in this. So. And, you think, yeah, the the, you, and think about, you think about the but way... You think about the way the
4: City did. Obviously, it was the second takeover that really propelled yeah. Manchester yes. City, which people tend to forget about or we don't talk about often enough. But they were they were hiring Guardiola's people in and around that football club for two years before Guardiola arrived. Yeah. So they had a clear plan of what was going on and what they wanted to be and all that. Now, Man United, at the moment, you would still question whether they're right for washing the project. You know what I mean? Like, they are... I don't know how many trophies they've won recently, but they're a long way away from a, a league title now, 10 years or mm-hmm. whatever, it, whatever it's been. So they're getting to the point where sport washing might be a thing for them. And, you know, their fans and all that type of stuff, bringing in trophies, etc., etc. But I don't think they need the sport washing side of things at Manchester United.
0: I think the problem is, I thought this a little bit with a couple of different clubs. They've just about gone past the point now where They've got a generation of entitled fans who grew up winning everything, and all they want is to get back to that. And you've started to see that with Liverpool's fans, or a lot of a lot of people who've come to the club while it's been successful, just wanted to stay at that at all costs. So I think they 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 were in an interesting period there where they might have been hailed as like oh, we'll take we'll take be a sports washing project because we just want to have we just want our man, our Man United back, which is the United the challenges every season. Again, failing to see that. Having all the money in the world doesn't guarantee that in the Premier League because it doesn't stop Man City having all the, mm. all all of that, plus all of the facilities, plus all of the players. The experience and, and, of ex- ex- exactly. Um, so there was nothing. There was no answer that was going to. There was ultimately no answer that was going to fix them. But it would have been interesting to see how their fans approached it. Their core fan base, the core you know Mank fan base that have been there forever and ever, might not have got on with it. But they've got so many fans that it would have in itself caused the division in the ranks are they too big to be sports I'd, I'd like to hope so but um, yeah, it just takes a, a couple of big I we with Ronaldo you know they signed Cristiano Ronaldo who was well past it at that point and all of a sudden the, the Harry Potter scars disappeared didn't they mm-hmm. because they've signed Ronaldo and they've won the transfer market and it all goes quiet for a bit um, this is a new potential failure creeping up on them because you know there's new people they have to give them time it's like
4: getting a new manager in what could you imagine like let's take it from where we are today to a year's time 25% of the club has been sold they're running the sports operations they get worse what the hell do the Man United fans think at this point
1: they're still blaming the Glazers at that point Gavin Evel certainly was still but because they're sticking around that's the big problem here (laughs) is the fact that the Glazers aren't going and you sort of both alluded to the fans. I think <clears throat> 99, I don't want to speak on behalf of them, but I imagine a lot of Manchester United fans, a strong contingent would have just wanted to glaze out at all costs and they're not getting it. Yeah, and that's why they're so fuming because albeit Jim active wants to sport decisions and that's probably better for the long term and indeed the short term of the football club he's already spoken about the main priority being Old Trafford he wants to take that up to 90,000 and he's saying all the right things because he's heard he's heard the dissenting voices, you, you can't ignore them because everyone's heard them um, so he is saying the right things, he's probably getting them on side but niggling away at them, all of them is the fact that the Glazers aren't going and that's what this all boils down. that's why Qatar regardless of the money, was the better option because that was 100% glazed out, done.
6: So, I so if he owns 25% of it, like, is he okay with just throwing all this money in
2: instead of the Glazers doing it? That's my question. That's, How it, much does he earn back? A,
0: but if there's, a, if there's a pathway to full ownership, exactly, the yeah. then it's the same He's difference as owning it, it okay. now. It happens quite regular that. Yeah, you're kind of def- almost deferring it. You own it, but you own it. You don't own it on paper, you own it in... Th- Theory over a number of years. If if they've got a plan to increase that share ownership every every few years, it makes kind of no, it makes okay. kind of no odds. Um, I just want to get to Gary Neville's. Uh, oh, yeah yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, um, thesis. Yeah, <laughs> he said the la- the news last night of the Qatari withdrawal leaves Man United on the brink of a minority investment. Can this really work, and what impact will it have on a struggling organisation? It's worth setting out my non-negotiables on a takeover of Manchester United that I made over a year ago. Can oh. I just say?
6: Fair um, when I looked at this on Twitter, I don't have a clue what he says here, so I'm going to sit in and brace myself. But do you know that that meme where it's like, I'm not reading that, but I'm happy for you, or yeah. I'm sad that yeah. I, that that was yeah. my
4: response. Yeah. I didn't, have,
6: I, I, I I was not reading all of that. So
4: is non negotiables. this out when um, Gerard Houllier got brought in as a joint manager with Roy Evans? By the way,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a number one he wants a new sporting project okay. number two a new or redeveloped Old Trafford three mm-hmm. a new training ground
4: wait what's number one what what you- is this what he's saying yeah so what does he want like what what
0: horse racing? what best I'm thinking. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah.
4: what he wants? He wants a yeah. Manchester United wind surfing Cycle club. Yeah. Like what the fuck's What's he asking for with number one? They're just
1: words, then. They, they are. Just make, words. They, yeah.
4: It's the first one. Make it make sense Yeah, to me. Make that make, yeah.
1: yeah. The, number one. I'm
0: not saying he's ranked these in order, but like you knew, I know what he's trying it's to say. He's trying to say that he wants like, a clear vision of what that of direction of travel for Manchester United. Now that should be pretty fucking obvious, by the way. We want. Manchester United to be competitive at the top end of football to challenge for, for titles and, and European yeah. titles but I mean so maybe that's not that should be obvious you shouldn't need that to be a non-negotiable but, but then I'm
4: still just putting it out there I'd like the Man United windsurfing club yeah
0: Man United Crown Green Bowls Association yeah nice number four full de- redevelopment of the surrounding land to create a Manchester United world and an exciting
4: fan experience oh he wants roller coasters uh, I'm on it yeah. <laughs> that I wouldn't
2: agree. be anywhere near that. Isn't isn't support
4: of Manchester United a bit of a shit roller coaster at the mm, moment, absolutely. anyway? Absolutely.
0: Five. Pay oh, off the love. debt and stop taking dividends until the above is done. I'm adding a sixth Due to events In the last two to three years The club requires leadership That is statesmanlike On major issues That enables a fairer More inclusive And diverse game Leadership that builds A positive environment And culture Whilst adhering to the club's Values and principles And one that is willing To make tough decisions To prevent an erosion In the club's public image It doesn't feel like That one's as well Developed as the others And what I mean by that is It's not, it's not an elevator Pitch that. That is a that is a thesis in and of itself, all of which sounds great and is fundamentally not wrong because you want, you know, with all that more inclusive, diverse game. Absolutely. But like I feel, how do you define that at the statesman like leadership? I feel
4: like number seven is I will be happy to do this role for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that what
0: the end of this says? Yeah. yeah. What he's saying is, give me some more room to build me hotel. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Some more attractions around it, and get me involved, get me involved in the in the doing of it all. But then again, you know, he's you know, it's a, a Salford good.
1: Mm. no no they're not they're not <laughs> they're not actually they're struggling actually I think they're not the bottom but they must near the bottom it's the ownership Peter.
4: structure there
5: yeah
1: yeah wait him, <laughs> is, is, is it Peter Lim the guy who pumps money into them um, yeah I think one of his stipulations is actually if Man United need to loan at least two footballs to Salford every season Okay, cool. that was one of his other ones yeah <laughs> uh, how does a minority stakeholder possibly impact the club
0: to achieve the above can a minority shareholder have any impact on the above it leaves more questions than answers my preference is and always will be now for a Glazer family full exit they've overstayed their welcome in Manchester yet yeah, seem oblivious to this fact uh, there is much oh, I know, up in the air but I threw down the following questions I'm sure fans would like answering there will be lots more but here's a
4: starter for 16 I don't think faster for 16 was the phrase no it wasn't
5: I'm sorry how
1: much has <laughs> he paid for faster for 16
4: yeah
6: how much has he God, paid for Twitter it. Blue because uh, I'm pretty sure Redman every year don't get that that
0: amount of Maybe characters you don't need them no, Dan, <laughs> yeah. if Dan started putting this out I'd have ai I would have question marks over Dan's ability to use social media if he needed this many words uh, you can't I mean, number one, one. come on guys come on guys way. we've got 16 to get through here oh come on god really one what, what does the distribution of funds look like is all the cash being taken out of the club I don't
4: know what it looks like but it sounds like this
0: <laughs> to which Glazers are going, or is it a family dilution? Because all of the individual Glazers own a different percentage of the shares of this as well, by That's the fun. way. How does it impact the stock exchange shareholders? Does the executive stay the same? Does the sporting side stay the same above the manager? Who within the board are sporting control? Are the future dilution clauses with the Glazer family in any deal you do as a minority? Jesus Christ. We maxed out on the credit card and debt. How is this deal going to change the, oh man, capital structure?
4: the credit card? Yeah. Was, oh, are
0: Does this change the capital structure and financial issues is any further debt being placed on the club is any debt being paid off how does this deal impact (laughs) the board composition how does a minority shareholder impact the negative culture within the entire organisation Old Trafford is tired (laughs) and in need of significant redevelopment Uh, how does this deal resolve this issue will this deal allow the development of this training ground to its required standard Old Trafford requires significant investment on its surrounding land does the deal impact this requirement positively or does it leave it as a concrete wasteland 16 how does a minority Shareholder stop culture decline across a whole organization if the people who have overseen this decline still have a majority shareholding anyway.
6: I yeah, didn't spend thirty minutes yeah. on me Saturday night. Um a
0: Gary. Jamie Carragher though uh, tweeted uh, the paragraph that is his favourite uh, was it's worth setting out my non negotiables on a takeover of Manchester United that I made over a year ago. He said there's also a few other crackers in there as well. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> not it's it's not, not like making a see just point and then one of your mates comes in and goes, What's he
2: what saying? What's he <laughs> what what doing there? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the
3: ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs.
5: Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different.
1: And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets
6: interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just two dollars a manicure. Yeah. Me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours, and love your nails more than ever. I would know; I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code Perfect Manny 20 at AlvinJune.com/PerfectManny20.
2: That's Perfect Manny 20 at AlvinJune.com/PerfectManny20.
3: Cheers to the team on that one. Next up then, it's Jerno Inside Time. It was me and it was Neil Jones. And we had a chat about Andy Robertson, his injury, and what Liverpool might do in his absence. Move on then to the, the main points of this show really obviously Andy Robertson got injured a few days ago everyone's probably seen the pictures mm-hmm. he, he limped off against uh, Spain wasn't it with a, with a shoulder injury a controversial game as well Where Scotland uh, in the end it has, it's worked out okay for them to still qualify but it was a, a very controversial game um, yeah so we went off obviously shoulder we think it was a dislocation I think that's everyone's kind of assessed what it has what do you know about this one what's the latest on the Robertson situation yeah, there's,
6: not, there's not been any update from Liverpool's end um, obviously they put back I think the players were back in Yesterday, sort of obviously they'll have a week. What well, the ones who are on international duty, will have a week building up. And there's been a few that have obviously been in Jordan the break. Cody Gakpo, I think one of those. Fingers crossed on his fitness um, ahead of the weekend. But Robertson, yeah, it'll be looked at in depth. I mean, it's 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 not good, is it? You know, he's gone off. I mean, we've had shoulder injuries with Liverpool players before, haven't we? Obviously, famously, um, and they're not quick. I mean, in, in fairness to Salah, I think Salah made quite a Miraculous recovery, didn't he? I think he was back playing maybe within a couple of weeks with the World Cup. He was, that, hamper. he was that, severely hampered, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, maybe he wouldn't have been if it hadn't been a World Cup, but you know, I don't think Liverpool's need for Robertson is that great to sort of you know, tape him up and get him out. But it doesn't look like it's going to be any chances of him playing on Saturday against Everton. At least you've probably got then, obviously, the, the midweek game in the Europa League. And then there's a couple of games there that you maybe say, well, okay, if you were going to. You know, take your time with a player. Maybe the game's coming up. Nottingham Forest, uh, Luton, uh, Bournemouth in the cup. It's Brentford after that. I think um, you maybe could, and maybe maybe give him a little bit longer than you, you normally would. So, yes, yeah, poor timing for him with the derby. I mean, and I also think it's poor time for Liverpool with the derby because I think he's one of those players that I think he, I think you want him in in a, in a game like that. You, he's got the sort of the natural intensity to his game. I think he reads the, he reads the game and what what the game needs really well at Anfield you know he can inject a little bit of energy and tempo and purpose into things and you know he's he's had some great performances against Everton obviously in the past so I think it is a blow for that maybe not the worst time after in terms of having an injury, but yeah, this this game certainly is one that Liverpool would rather have Robertson than
3: not. It's interesting as well because Steve Clark was asked about it and he said, you know, he, he's gone back to his club and he was asked if he's going to be fifth for the next month's games, obviously mm-hmm. the next round of qualifiers in November. And he said, if he is, great, but if he's not, then he's not. So he's not even nobody seems yeah. to be like, that's very, there's that's a very lot Steve Clark. To, yeah, yeah there's a, but there's a lot of cards close to chests here on this kind of thing. Like shoulders, it's mad, you can, you can be back in a few weeks, you can, it can take months. I suppose Liverpool are just, I don't know what they're waiting for. We, we, I'm sure we'll find out in due course, but probably when Jegen speaks at the latest at the weekend. But yeah,
6: you'd, well, you'd, you'd you'd hope you'd hope there'd be an update before then. Yeah, you know, just just from that that side. I mean, Robertson, it, it didn't look good, did it? It looked it looked a sore one, didn't it? it Goalkeeper, wasn't it, landing on him or him landing together? Um, you'd rather it wasn't a dislocation because obviously that, that, that brings its own complications but if it's a, a you know a, a damage to the joint or you know it could be it could be a, a collarbones uh, injury things like that yeah. so fingers crossed it's it's on the the, the fortunate side people got lucky with or you know as lucky as you can get with Gakpo you know I think a lot of people feared the worst hopefully it's good news on the on the Robertson front but yeah I'd rule them out I'd rule them out of Everton unless there's a, a miraculous turn of events
3: Absolutely well, on that then let, let's have a little look at it because I know you wrote this so you, on your substatio the other day. Um what happens next obviously Costas Timakas is the back left back and he, I guess he's the favourite he actually played left midfield slash wing for Greece last night Luke Chambers is back fit. he obviously got a, a little bit of minutes in the in the Leicester League Cup game mm. General Kwanza perhaps Joe Gomez there's a lot to be spoke about here I mean if you if you cost us I get you. I mean, you're probably thinking, well, it's gotta be me. Yeah, you like, what well, me? If if it, if, it, if not now, when? Yeah. But I don't. Is, is it just? Do you think it's just nailed on that cost? that just goes straight back into it. Because you, know, you yeah. hypothesised in your piece. Jägen does have other options. He does.
6: I mean, none of them are... is is the ideal one in terms of the the position he plays. Yeah. Obviously, um, the others aren't ideal. The others are sort of um square pegs, aren't they? A little bit. I, I, what I would say is if, if it isn't Costa Simicast then he's got to be looking and saying what, what's happening here you yeah. know he like, just signed a new contract he is Andy Robertson's backup yep. he has been Andy Robertson's backup successfully in the past you know um, yep. so you would expect it, it to be him and he's had some games which is good he's had, he's had 290 minutes he played left back against Ireland set a goal up with a lovely cross um, played higher higher up against uh, the Netherlands on on Monday night Maybe, I don't know whether that was to to compensate for his defensive um, problems or just to get him closer to goal for his his attacking abilities. So at least he's in some kind of form or some kind of rhythm game-wise. But yeah, he's not impressed, I don't think, in the games that he's played this season. I mean, he hasn't hasn't featured almost at all in the Premier League, four minutes. And that was sort of very late on against um, Bournemouth and he came on he came on on left wing in that game as well he came on for Salah and and played higher up so there's obviously he's, he's got something to prove in terms of his premier league suitability i think the last game he started for liverpool in the league was the, the final game of last season and that was a four all draw that, you know
3: yeah, everyone phoned in. Uh, yeah, that
6: was I. I wrote about it today on me, me Substack. Said it was a sort of end of term kind of feel. It, it did feel like that. I was felt. watching
3: Everton. T- like uh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I so was. I to be fair,
6: yeah. and I was covering the game. Yeah. Um So he's he's obviously got something to prove, but he is the backup left back. So it, it would it would tally that he would start this game. I mean, he started against Everton last season at Goodison. He he, he came off for Robertson just before the hour mark so he's got some derby experience he's obviously a senior player 27 he's just got a new contract he's a left back you would expect him to play the alternatives I mean yeah, Luke Chambers you mentioned Luke Chambers an interesting one probably a bit too soon for him but you look he is a really potentially a really good bridge between that left back centre back position because that's, he can play both there's a good interview with him on the on the club website this week. I don't know if you've, if anyone's seen that, but he um, he talks about his style of defender and how he's not a rash. He doesn't like to dive in. He he's a, he likes to intercept and read. And he, he, he you see him play at academy level and you know wherever he he is that kind of player. He stays on his feet a lot. He's a really classy kind of player. Um, uses the ball well. So he he potentially in the future could be one of those players. But I think you, you're asking a lot to elevate him above Simakas at this moment in time to fill in in it in league games
3: but, I sorry say, I was yeah, going
6: to say but it, what it does do potentially is it brings him into the I was the say, Europa, yeah, league, yeah. Europa League reckoning and, and that would be good for him and Bournemouth yeah of course, so it brings it brings him up the up the pecking order um, and puts him in in the frame for uh, Toulouse, isn't it? Next and then and obviously Bournemouth. Yeah, I was looking at
3: the I've got fix it here. November? So yeah, so they play Toulouse on Thursday the twenty sixth. They play Bournemouth on the first. They play Toulouse away on the ninth. Now if yeah. if Andy Robertson is a yeah. month and you're saying to a cost, you cost us can't play six games in like in that in that short amount of time. It be well it'd be well he could, well, but it'd be a risk. It would be a risk. If he, if if, if, if you know, it, it, do you think Luke Chambers would be ready? Because you've seen a lot more of him than I have to oh. go to lose at home, Bournemouth away, to lose away. Do you think he's he's? He well, could, I think
6: you'd, I think you'd say he'd be ready for to lose at home, and you see how he goes. You know, in yeah. in that sense, you know, he's he's a good player. Look, he played he played at Anfield, um, start of last season. He played against Strasbourg, was it Strasbourg at Anfield in, in that friendly, and he played. He actually played really well, but he made a couple of mistakes in the game, and, and they scored from them and. You know, people maybe had a, a, an impression of my. Oh, he's not ready. Actually, I thought he I thought he played pretty well. He just he got caught out with a couple of passes or whatever it was. I think he's ready to play if needed in a, in, a, in a game like that. Whether it's Toulouse, whether it's Bournemouth, whether it's both. Um, but you won't you won't know until you give him yeah. the opportunity. And I think yeah, you're right. It would be probably it wouldn't make a lot of sense if let's say Robertson was out until the next international break. Let's just you know that's. Okay, that's worst case scenario. Hopefully, um, you don't want Simacash playing every single game. You want to be able to to to, to keep him fresh and keep him sort of re- you know ready to, to to go for the weekend games. So yeah, it does move him into that position. Um, the others, obviously, you mentioned. I mean, we've got on the thing: it's Kwanzaa, Joe Gomez. Think Joe Gomez is likelier than Giroud Quanta as a as a left back. I mean, he, he made his debut for Liverpool as a left back many many years ago, wasn't it? it was eight Rogers, years yeah. ago? Yeah, Brendan Rogers set the goal up for, for <laughs> Coutinho. I say set the goal up. Coutinho did bang it in from thirty five yards. <laughs> <laughs> the all
4: count, the whole count. <laughs> Three
6: fantasy points, definitely. Yeah. Um, but Joe, Gomes, yeah, Joe Gomez makes sense from a tactical point of view. If you if you your whole game is built around that 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 sort of. Uh, tilt, if you like, of the, of the defence and having Trent as the, the attack and right-back and having someone who stays a little bit more, maybe Joe Gomez does make sense. I think Quanta, look, he doesn't look phased by much, but are you asking him a little bit too much to play him? Not just play in the Premier League, but play out of position in the Premier League or whatever. So, you'd say Gomez ahead of them, but I think for now, it ha- it looks like, to me, it looks like will will play and I think you have to Look, whether you whether you like Simicasso or not, whether you believe it, you know, I've seen mixed comments. I think some people really do like him. Some people think he's not up to much. I'm, I'm sort of, I have doubts about him as a long term player. But he's here. That's what he's here for, isn't it? it was when Robertson can't play, he plays, and mm. I think that'll be the uh, that'll be the way that Jurgen yeah, you know, will go on on Saturday. What it does do, it, it obviously means, and it puts him on. I mean, it might it might be something he thrives on. It puts him under the spotlight, doesn't it? You know, he's. I'm not saying he's a weak link but he is someone that you'd look at and say okay well if you were doing the team talk as Sean Dice you'd say well he doesn't normally play in these kind of games you know they've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the forward area so you know what their game plan is going to be they want to get the ball out wide they want to get set pieces they want to get the ball into him they've got Jack Harrison who's just made his debut and scored they've got uh, Dwight McNeil who obviously plays down there so you would expect him to be tested yep. in this game and you know could be, could be you know could go either way couldn't it it could be one that he thrives in plays well you know everyone says what are you worried about and it could be one that yeah we, we, we sort of see that's why we've been a bit worried about him but hopefully hopefully the former
3: it's interesting as well because I always think this would cost us, and I'm with you, I, I've never truly made my mind upon him one way or the other but he is like the like what you'd probably want as a backup an yeah. experienced international footy player Like it's hard to have like twenty two yeah. all star superstars. Like that is the ideal. There are some positions where people are like crying out for a seasoned, look at right back for example. They haven't got one. Mm-hmm. They're playing centre backs or, or yeah. If you had, if you
6: had a, a cap, I mean, I don't know how many caps he's got, but he must have. It must be close to fifty caps for Greece, if not more. You know that he that he's got. You know, imagine you had one of those. You know, in every position. You know, you'd be looking at. It. You'd be saying, "Well, wow, you know that—that's—that's that's some squad, isn't it?" So he's um, thirty.
3: He's got 30, 30, wow, 30 I thought, games. Yeah, yeah but he hasn't okay. played much.
6: Really. Yeah, I'd say that's close to fifty if you. are you know, yeah if you're, if you're a liar,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: <laughs> if you're wrong, <laughs> yeah, if you're wrong. <laughs> um, but you know, listen, he's—he he is experienced. He's played yeah. the Champions League. Look, he scored he, he stepped up in the most pressurized situations, going, you know, and, and took a penalty in an FA Cup final to, to win it. So you know, he—he's not. You're not throwing someone in who's never experienced this kind of thing, i.e., someone like Luke Chambers or Jarel Kwanzaa even. So yeah, he he's obviously the the front runner for this this uh, backup position. That's what he was. That's what he's brought to the club for, wasn't it? And he's done it well. You know, he got six assists last season. I think He got six assists the season before. So he's got good delivery. That what he has got. You know, we, we've I've talked a little bit about his negatives or some of the things he, he, he maybe doesn't do so well. What he does do is if Liverpool get corners, he puts them into good areas yeah. more often than not, he's got good delivery from wide. He, he is wholehearted, you know, he's he's quick. So, you know, okay, he might get caught out of position occasionally, but he has got good physical attributes in getting back. So yeah, he's not you know, he's, he's not a nobody, is he? You know, he's coming into a game and he's more than capable of uh, of,
3: of performing yeah absolutely and we'll, we'll wait and see what the, what the Andy Robbo prognosis is again yeah. it, it just feels like everyone's just keeping this a little bit closed usually you know by now it's quite I don't know don't, that's a good thing or a bad thing we'll find out yeah. in due course don't know. What, what's your take on that because usually like you guys are usually, this is usually out by now yeah you know what I mean, and we, we haven't heard anything have we really no it's I haven't heard anything a, it's, been a lot, it's been a few days I
6: have, we have obviously people have been asking and, yeah. and trying to find out but yeah I don't I don't read too much into it I mean it, it happened obviously a while out didn't it so it was sort of you know if you, if you were thinking, well, there might be a chance he can play against Evan, we won't sort of rule rule him out already, or we don't know. But yeah, you'd you'd expect even just even just the fact that he's been forced off in a game, such a big game at the time as well. Obviously, I know I know it worked out, like you say, but it was a huge game, and he's the captain of his country. You wouldn't know, it would have taken something to get him off that pitch that night? So you you're thinking what nine ten days after that, probably no chance for Evan. Probably get another week. You know, he wouldn't have played against um, Toulouse anyway. So, yeah, fingers crossed it's one of those where it's like, it's just a an inconvenience for a week or two rather than a month or two
3: hey everyone hope you enjoyed that clip from JNO insights if you want to check out that entire show right now even in video or podcast form head on over to redmenplus.com if you sign up as a monthly captain and use the promo code journo j-o-u-r-n-o you'll get 50% off your monthly subscription for the first two months so yeah go and check out JNO insights and all the other amazing content over on redmenplus.com monthly captain use the promo code JNO, and i'll see you over there Thanks to Neil again for that show. Absolute belt. I love doing it each and every week. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it as well. Next up then... Experts inside town. You've got the dulcet tones of Mr. Dan Club. And he is joined this week by Zhao. Zhao actually runs the Fluminense for foreigners social accounts. So, yeah, he watches Fluminense all the time. Big fan of the club. And obviously, Dan was speaking to him about Andre, what he brings to the team. Could he be joining Liverpool in January? And loads, 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 loads more. So, yeah, check out what Zhao had to say about the Brazilian international
1: And it's a game that's carried a lot of significance. It's been very important um, for quite some time now in terms of Liverpool as well because I spoke to lots of different journalists over the summer about Andre and all of them said Liverpool want Andre but Liverpool might have to wait because the Copa Libertadores is going on and Fluminense want their first ever Copa Libertadores and it's so important to the club and it's important to Andre and he's happy to to stay and to wait and to try and help them win it. And you're right, it's turned out to be a good decision because Flamengo are in the final, November 4th coming up. But the reports have started again about Liverpool wanting Andre. Now, Tim Vickery, a well-known Brazilian expert, knows his stuff on South America. He spoke last week on TalkSport and he said that Liverpool fans will want to watch the central midfielder Andre. He said he's almost certainly on his way to Anfield and he said they came in with a big offer in the summer and Flamengo didn't want to sell because of the, the Copper Lipsidora, like we said. So you have been speaking about this quite a lot. Now, one of the things you said to me before chatting was that you believe that Andre's potential is higher than Fabinho's. Now, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that?
5: Yeah. Uh seeing what he can do now at 22 years old, I, I didn't think I would see a 22 years old so ready. So he looks like a 16 years old in the body of a 22. It's so much experience, so much wisdom for us, for such a younger, such a young player, uh, he takes the right decisions on the page. The uh, as a DM, he rarely gets uh, red cards. He missed. He didn't miss a lot of games, and the games he lost for suspension, they happened because of Brazil's new rule about. Uh, You can't tell bad things about the referees for the referees. So, they do a bad job and you can't tell it for the referees. So, with Brazil, you will see this year a lot more uh, suspensions for, for that, starting this year. And Andre got one suspension against Cruzeiro. Uh, but for uh, fouls, for repeated fouls, he doesn't really get uh, cards, yellows, uh, reds. Um, he's, he's a good boy. Yeah, I mean, shouting or
1: complaining about referees—we do that a lot at Liverpool, so it'll fit right in. And even the manager, Jurgen Klopp, um, isn't the biggest fan of referees. I think it's fair to say. Now, you mentioned there that he's a defensive midfielder, and you mentioned sort of the fact he doesn't get his disciplinary record. We would call it is very good. What type of defensive midfielder is he? Sort of stylistically, his style. Because I've watched bits of him I watched a couple of games in the summer at Fluminense and he doesn't he's got that sort of that nastiness and that physique about him, he's got that physical side but he's got a lot more to his game as well, his passing's brilliant, he's got vision, he looks like he's a lot more than what we would call a destroyer type, he looks like he's got everything really
5: I regularly call him a uh, constructive destroyer he has the ball quality of uh, Thiago, he got the, fi- the physical and the defensiveness of uh, maybe a, a Fabinho, but he's shorter, he's uh, 176. He's, he's hard to try to put in. In the box and say he's like this. It's better if you try to explain what he does, then explain what what plays more close to him because he's different. Yeah, Yeah, in my opinion, he'll be Brazilian national team starter. In it will happen faster than I than I thought. And maybe because of injury, but there's a chance we can watch him as a starter against Uruguay today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He certainly developed quickly and all of that development has been at Fluminense, of course. He came through the academy ranks there. I spoke to Eduardo Oliveira, one of his former coaches at Fluminense. He's been uh, a captain and a leader during his time, like I say, through the youth teams. Can you tell on the pitch? Is that how he plays? You mentioned his age. He's still very young, of course. But is he already showing those sort of qualities, those leadership qualities
5: he started being the captain in under under 20 team. He was 17 years old. He just got the sixth position. That's what he plays now. Mm-hmm. And he was the, he was one of the youngest players in the under 20 and he became the, the captain. He's, he plays such a leader, leader role. He's, Normally, uh, I'm, I got to think that the captain role is made for or good defensive players that make a tackle and, and screen for the players to go uh, or, or attacking players that make a good attacking play and tell the play, tell the rest of the players to go. He's he's in the middle of that. He will do. He will start the attacking plays. He will, he will stop the the opponents. He's not really the the. He's not the captain of the main team because of Nino. But I think he'd be in that line to be, to become the captain. He's such a leader in the pitch. He's so, that's the thing we we talked before. He's the, he's the 60 years old in the body of uh, 22. So I think he's such a leader and would be great in Liverpool's midfield.
3: Cheers to Dan and cheers to Joe for that one. And then finally, yes, it's OPPO preview time. The Merseyside derby is nearly up on us. And yes, who better to talk about it than our good friends down at Toffee TV. So Paul and Baz had a big old chat about the derby this weekend to preview it for you guys. The game.
0: Doesn't I mean, it ha- it, it's Anfield. Yeah. So, I mean, I've I, I've spent a decade now <laughs> with you having the conversation of oh you're optimistic you're blah blah blah, blah. Is mm-hmm. it just one of them you know where at least you've won there now I mean no one saw it but it, but oh, it we all saw it we just were in the ground nah, I choose not to remember that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I have to be careful that logic because technically therefore we didn't win the league um, yeah. but the um, yeah, that's on me yet. <laughs> I'm looking at a chair that says champions well did it really happen we yeah. no. the um, but yeah I mean again if anything it's going to be It'll be, a, it'll be a shock if Everton are able to do it but are you looking at what you've got now McNeil fit Harrison fit Calvert-Lewin fit and you talk about the timing it's a 12.30 kick but not necessarily great in those
2: if it's going to happen I, I, I don't know I can't I honestly can't sit here and go oh, I've got a sneaky little f-, because I haven't because it's listen I think I think Everton have won six times on Anfield in my lifetime so that Tells you I shouldn't have any confidence whatsoever. Been a been quite a few draws and more defeats than I care to remember. Liverpool are the top side, so it's not as if you know we're seventh and usually sixth, and I can go we're we're flying. What I would say is that Everton are better away from home. Um, Why? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> no, I do know. I do know because the 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 formation the manager uses with the core off the striker. Doesn't tend to work at home, um, or hasn't worked at home in a way it should have done with us. It did against Bournemouth because we all decided to go and press the ball, which I think we've been caught between two styles. We're away, we're not expected to have the ball, so everybody, know um, we are a counter-attacking team, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, we struggle when it's we have the ball, you know. I think Sean Dykes general. I think he's. I think there was a stat someone gave me last week that whenever he's won the possession in the last couple of years he's only ever won the game once so you know it's that kind of thing so I think Everton are better suited to that Liverpool will I imagine will have 70% of the ball something like that Um, but Liverpool always score and Everton have had one clean seat all season so therefore we would have to buy that reckon and score at least two to win the game which is a big ask I, the weakest part of Liverpool is the defence in my opinion looking at it I think, I think midfield's getting there I think the forward line is incredible I think, don't think there's a probably not a better five to choose from you can say Harlan would get in at people like that yeah, but if you're yeah. looking at a collective I don't think there's a better five than what Liverpool have got so there's a threat to all of them and I think Gakpo's back as well isn't he which is great Definitely news, great news. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think all of Liverpool's forward players can get at least get double figures comfortably and that is that's going to be an issue for Everton but At the weekend as well um, <laughs> maybe not on this one <laughs> hopefully but no it's going to be a tough game pick me the Everton team well yeah. I, I think I think it, the back four will pick it, even though Ashley Young will play which yeah I mean it'll be Pickford, I imagine uh, Ashley Young Tarkovsky brandt Michalenko and a midfield will be there's a there's an interesting one for midfield because Adrish, a Guy is fit and he wasn't fit against. But in fact, he was starting against Bournemouth and he got injured in the warm-up. Uh, the only position I think is up for grabs is whether or not Jack Harrison starts, because what the manager has tended to do is have Guy, Onana, the as a three, and James Garner on the right away from home, mm-hmm. and Liverpool are out Andy Robertson's out isn't he so there's a big attack and threat gone down the left so we may well stick with Harrison and go see if you can get on so I imagine Simicus will play really, likely yeah so therefore I imagine Harrison will, might stay in if that's the case he'll use Garner and O'Nana in the middle and then it'll be Dominic Calvert-Lewin off the left will be Dwight <laughs> McNeil yeah. so that is what I imagine Q, Dan Juma starting or something but, <laughs> yeah, but he know. tends the tend not to be too many times where you look at the team sheet and go oh my god why is he done, you know, well, I didn't see that coming it, it, you generally know it's what's what
0: if Liverpool are going to undo that side best way
2: to go about it it's solid, isn't it it's solid. <laughs> Okay, listen is a good defensive left back He's he's nothing going the other way but how can you look Jota I can pick any of them couldn't I Jota incredible well Jota will be suspended for that one. Oh yeah of That's course awesome. Yeah. So. Woo, thank God for that oh who's playing instead oh yeah okay Darwin Nunes who's a million a million miles an hour for say. but it's Mo Salah I can't look past Mo Salah because he's just incredible and I've watched him at Goodison and I remember saying to you you know watching him up close incredible I think that will be he will be the thing, but I, I don't like single and danger. Man, I've you've, have you've had people scoring goals who never, would probably never scored a goal. You know, only my biggest thing is Rob Jones never scored in the Derby, which was, the, you know, never scored anywhere. But... Well, we've got Joe Gomez for that job. <laughs> well, there you go, days. Joe Gomez. You know, one surprise me. if Joe Gomez got a hat trick. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> if, I, if I had to use it, the danger, it, it will probably be Salah or Nunes. Okay, donky. Donky. Um, no, you're, I mean, who, you? Who, who would you tell me I'd need to be wary of? Well, like, Sandy Salas just, like, it's really without saying. But he's it, top draw,
0: Darwin's it? fitness will be interesting because he came because back just, knackered yeah. from the international last time. Apparently, he had a bit of cramp again this time um. Oh, okay. but he's been in really good form for Uruguay, so he keeps coming back and leaving in good but form he's... and coming back in good form, but not, but you, there's, you've got to be careful with him at the same time. Mm. Gakpo's only just come back to training. Diaz is another one who'll have been away with South America. So mm. that's our, as much as we've got the talent there. Gapo's not played a match since, put it been what, two or three weeks mm. since his injury. Uh, what, yeah, a couple of weeks at least. You've got Diaz who'll be knackered from internationals. You've got Darwin who'll be knackered from internationals. Salah will be fine. And then, yeah, I mean, it's whether we've got the talent the talent in midfield, whether Gravenberch starts, Zobbers so mm. Lyle starts, whether Gravenberch has got it hit him to start to start this one because he started Elliot last time
2: and then brought him into the game who knows are you in any way shape or form concerned about this game no no there you go no no, no but like not from a like I'm a knobhead about it like just
0: <laughs> if, if we've we've got Hughes and Brentford to come and there's another team that we, we had a little issue with last season as well but they're all at home and you know, mm-hmm. Forest. So we lost, we lost to Forest away last season. We lost, yeah, to, we, right, we, yeah. we lost, lost to Brentford, and we do, we, we use mm. the home form is not the issue against yeah, teams yeah. like that. It's how we go and handle that okay. away from. But we need to go and learn how to win at Goodison Park because we just, we just don't do that anywhere near. We need to learn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we need to learn. Both of us. If you yeah. find the formula, pass it I'm over. <laughs>
3: Cheers to Paul and cheers to Baz for that one. Right, that is it for this week's episode of the Red Men Weekly Podcast. Like I say, if you want to go and watch those shows or listen to them in full in your native podcasting apps, then RedMenPlus.com is the place to go. Sign up as a monthly captain. Use that code Weekly W E E K L Y. You'll get fifty percent off your first two monthly payments. So go and give it a go. I'm sure you'll love it, and I'm sure you'll stick around for even more great content between now and the end of the season. Let's hopefully pull win that derby. And and let's get the Reds back to winning ways in the Premier League. We'll be back with another Men weekly next week. See you all then. Roundabout Season
1: 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed.
2: Misguided plans. I grew up in the city,
1: so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) A lot of laughs.
5: Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different,
1: and so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.